Welcome to Socially Just Us, where we bring awareness to the social injustices in today's classroom. I'm Ronalda Tomorito, and this is Episode 5 of our 8-part series. Today on Socially Just Us, I want to shed light on Native American students feeling invisible in our classrooms. Is this a problem? An article from ProPublica called District of Despair on a Montana Reservation School Favors White Over Native American. The story takes you on a journey not only of the moment, but of a community filled with discrimination. Fort Peck Reservation surrounds the northern half of Wolf Point High School, which is the focus of this story. This article casts light on students, former students, and tribal administrators along with the school district. Now let me give you a breakdown of Wolf Point High School student population. Native American students make 52% of this population. White, 20%. Two or more races, 20%. Hispanic, 5 1% Asian and Native Hawaiian. Addressing the question of being invisible is hard to digest when Native American student population is half of the school district. Now a little background on Wolf Point High School and its community. In the early 20th century, white homesteaders pressured the federal government to open the unused lands of Fort Peck to non-native settlement. Many white farmers put down roots around Wolf Point, a town of 3,000 on the northern bank of the Missouri River. In the main downtown square, a bronze statue titled Homage to the Pioneer depicts a man on horseback holding a cowboy hat over his heart. The settlers' children and some mixed-race children attend Wolf Point's public school. By the 1920s, Native children joined them and gradually became the majority of Wolf Point's enrollment. Yet white residents continue to hold nearly all the seats on school board, responsible for all major educational policy and staffing decisions. Now listen to this statement made by Ruth, a 17-year-old junior, a member of Fort Peck tribe, and a student of Wolf Point High School. She states, I'm just there, the 17-year-old said. I feel invisible. Now listen to that statement, I feel invisible. This is coming from a 17-year-old. You have to ask, what experiences and situations has this young woman been through in order to feel invisible? This response is shared by many Native American students in Wolf Point and across the nation. Often ignored in the national conversation about the public school achievement gap, they post most of the worst academic outcomes of any demographic group, a disparity exacerbated by decades of discrimination. I could go on and on, but attesting to this statement only because I grew up on the Navajo Reservation, saw the disparities and the discrimination that many students talk about. But first, a little background on who this young lady is. She is 17, a junior, has been physically and emotionally abused at home, bullied at school, the self-harm that rotated her through mental health care facilities and plunged her from the honor roll to a remedial program. Living on the reservation, a diploma is one way out of the reservation. But living in communities that are isolated and desolate 
is a harsh reality for many youth who come from these communities and reservations. Ruth was promised tutoring, which never happened, an agreement created to let her apply credits earned in summer courses for graduation finally fell through. She was a student with a disability, an IEP created which was supposed to give her accommodations and academic goals, but instead was used to discipline her. Her family is afraid if she does not graduate or continues to see only failure, she will inflict pain upon herself. Ruth's grades plummeted from honor roll to F's and D's in middle school. She was put in a treatment center in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Her grandmother fought hard for accommodations to help her when she returned, but they are still seeking help for her. Ruth has come a long way, but it was not because of the school, but through an alternative program within the community. Ruth stated, I feel like I have to get away from here to see what I can do. Underachievement and limited emotional support at school can contribute to a new number of negative outcomes for Native American students. One of these outcomes is suicide. We must seriously look at this problem if a student is feeling invisible and recognizes that they are just there and no one cares. We must ask where the first line of care comes from. It must be in the classroom between student and teacher. The obstacles are many, but it should not be this way. In reading this young lady's story, she knows the cards are stacked very high against her. But do we see it? How do we delete the cards or the barriers? Discrimination is quiet, but we don't want to see it. If we could say it doesn't exist, we would. But the physical condition that many children are dealing with give credence to racism. But there are many children like Ruth who are sitting in your schools, in your classrooms. How will you include them? How will you help them to realize they matter? Benita Love, an award-winning author and associate professor, wrote the book, We Want to Do More Than Survive. She states, until you recognize that you are living a racialized life and you're having racialized experiences every moment of your day, you can't actually engage people of other races around the idea of justice. We have an epidemic in our schools, students not being seen, but only seeing their skin color and all the negative stereotypes which keep us from succeeding can't be the issue. There are many children living racialized experience every moment of their day. Maybe it's time we stop for a moment, identify them by name, reach out, Deal with our own biases and give an encouraging word of hope. There are too many children and people dying for a, a word of encouragement. What prevents us is the question. Children feel no one suffered with the pain of not being included. Bettina Love coined a term called spirit murdering. Racism literally murders your spirit. Spirit murdering takes Native people back to the 1920s and 30s when the military used the term kill the Indian and save the man. This is a silent kill, and who is the killer of spirit murdering? It's racist educators who seldom take responsibility for their racist actions and believe the resulting situation is just a misunderstanding or a lack of cultural awareness. Again, this denies 
start people's knowledge of how racism works and we should know. This article shed lights on the racist educators who are not willing to take responsibility for their racist actions. You have to ask with the population of 52% of Native children in this school district. How can we acknowledge that what is being done here is not racism, is not discrimination? But we should know the difference. Instead, we have the children trying to solve the problem with what little they have. This is Ronaldo Tomarito wishing you to be socially just us. Thank you.